Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. Brought to us tonight by Petite Pet Care. While you're at work or on vacation, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com. Now, each week on, New- on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margo and I invite a member of New Orleans' restaurant and food community to join us, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a Plus One. We never know who the Plus One's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a fellow restaurant colleague, a family member. Well, tonight we're at Salou on Magazine Street, one of our favorite places, and we our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One will be Chef Dustin Bryan. Very excited about that. Before he arrives, I just wanted to mention uh, just one... Food ex- one of my food experiences this week, Margot, is kind of right, different to me. Kind of made me think about New Orleans and uh, what a unique place this was. Uh, our church had its annual um, Christmas party, and we had Gal Holiday was playing. It was just this wonderful uh, uh, event. But the chili cook-off was just, you know, it's a bunch of people from church making chili at a, at a church cookout. You know, I mean, how, how wonderful can that be? Well, uh, it exceeded all expectations. I don't know why this place continues to surprise me so much, and I never see it coming. But there were 13 chilies offered, and I'd say about 12 of them were mind-blowing. You know, they were just great. There was, like a, there was like a curry Indian chili that was great. There was like a gumbo chili that was great. I mean, really, really amazing. And my one spiciest, I was very, very excited. I kind of made a big scene about it. And then I, I, I took pictures of myself curl up in bed with my trophy when I got home. <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, that was, my, uh, that was the standout food experience. It was at the Redeemer Presbyterian Church Chili Cook-Off. Would you believe it? But uh, anyway. Sounds wonderful. Yes. Uh, I wish I, I, you know, I'll bring you a sample of my chili next time. Well, Margo, looks like our special guest is here. Chef Dustin Bryan of Salou, welcome. So glad thank to you. have you here with us. Well, thank you very much for having me. And, and we are taping from Right Salou. from the restaurant. my restaurant, Salou, yes. Yes. Right. Um, chef Bryan is the executive chef here, yeah. correct? And how long have you been here at Salou? I have been both at Salou and in New Orleans for only two years. Two years? Yeah. And where did you come from? I am a true blue blood Bostonian. Really? Yeah, yeah. You, how come you don't I, have the? Uh, I met claw, a, claw, oh, the claw oh, I got accent. it. You I got, got it. it. <laughs> I got the accent. I can turn it on and I can turn it off. Oh. Um, but yeah, I in in Boston. Uh, I met my wife, who's a, a Nola girl, and. You know, we were getting married, and we wanted to get out of the Boston horrible weather, and it was like, well, let's go to NOLA. And obviously, you had visited with her Yeah, we used to come down. We would come down every year, every year, once or twice a year, just on a weekend. We would just get on a plane, come down, just come down. It's just, we love the city so much, you know? Did you have to twist her arm a little bit more than No, than not at all. I mean, it was my idea to move down here, um, but once I said it, she was just kind of like, Oh yeah! Why didn't I think of that? Like that's <laughs> the obvious choice. Like let's do it. Let's let's go. And what did she do? How'd you guys meet? Uh, we she we met. She was my bartender. I was a sous chef. Uh, she was my bartender, and um, she actually made me date her. How'd that happen? <laughs> because I was management, so I was like, well, no, I won't. I can't. You know, it's against the rules. And she was like, no, well, too bad. You're taking me out, and you're gonna like it. Ah, nice, and, uh, strong woman. Yeah, she's a very, very strong woman. And now she's actually the assistant manager of both uh, this restaurant, Salou, and our uh, our sister restaurant across the street, um, Aranya. All right. Ah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so before, let's. I, I want to hear a little bit more about uh, your culinary background. Yeah. What, what? When were you first introduced to the culinary business? So I started working in the business when I was 14. Uh, I started as a dishwasher and a short order or short order brunch cook, uh, just doing eggs and whatnot for a corporate place at uh, Hewlett Packard in Andover, Massachusetts. Hmm. And from there, I, I just kept moving on. I went from there to uh, to a local a seafood place. Is that legal, by the way, to be working at fourteen in Massachusetts? It is legal if you have your parents' permission. Ah. You have to have your docu- preparing food and everything. You're allowed yeah. to do that at fourteen, as long as you have documented parents' permission. Okay. It is allowed. Um, so I did that, and from there, I moved on to a seafood restaurant. 
um, where I was, I went in there, started as dishwasher, moved up to, you know, cutting fresh fish for customers coming in to get that at the market. Yeah. And then oh, from that's there, cool. yeah, that was really cool. Filet I really like that. Uh, I learned a lot because it was. Did you ever get the smell out? Did you smell like no. fish all the time? No, you don't. When you work in a fish you market, like, you, you smell like fish. Smell like fish it just gets all the time. in the So you were in high school at the time? Yeah. yeah, I was in high school. You I didn't do, do much for your dating life, though, probably. Uh, thank God I already had a committed girlfriend because otherwise <laughs> I'd have been very lonely. Um, yeah, you don't get the smell out. It's, it's there. It's in everything you own, it's in your hands. Although it's I can see hair. some advantages, right? Like covering up cigarette smell and other stuff, maybe, you know? Seems like it'd be overpowering. It, no, your parents just, would know all the stuff it, you're doing. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, like, it just blends with it. it makes it grosser. It makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> makes it worse. Are you talking from experience? Did you get busted while? Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely got busted for underage smoking. It happens, you know. I mean, you get in the like, business. You you're start, making me work. Yeah, you it s- could be worse. You start. You get in the business. You start hanging out with the the guys that are professionals in the business, and you know, it's a business. Kitchens are full of pirates. <laughs> Everybody curses and has a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's what and we steals. are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, did they put put you off from fish? Did you? Uh, no, not at all. Seafood is still my favorite thing in the world. Uh, as a matter of fact, if, if anything, it turned me more on to uh, to seafood. So from there, I went and I did. Uh, I kept kept in the business for a while. I went to business actually for audio engineering. Is what I went to actually school for for college out of high school, um, and I hated it. And I was like, "Well, I like what? cooking." So I changed, changed colleges, and I went to uh, to culinary school. And it turned out I was really good at it. Huh. Now, did you um, work while you were in culinary school yeah, as well? Yeah, full time. Full Is time. that part of the curriculum, or no? That was it wasn't your choice? at all. I was a full time student, and I was a full time line cook, so I was pulling ninety five hour weeks. Wow, you uh, must have really been passionate about it. I young. was tired. Is <laughs> <laughs> what I was. That's I was tired. No, but I was committed to it. I was I was very committed to. Were like, your parents it, supportive, or were they? They were very supportive, like yeah. driving me to because I had to take a train to Boston every day for it. You know, take the commuter rail. So they picked me up, dropped me off every morning. You know, five o'clock in the morning, they were up with me, bringing me to the train station. So they were very supportive of the, of the entire endeavor, and they they still are to this day. You know, my biggest fans are my parents. Are they? Were they um, supportive of y'all moving to New Orleans, or is there? They weren't happy about it, um, but they knew it was the decision, the right decision for me, and, and for me and Lauren, my wife. Um, it, it was what we needed to do for us. And so they were supportive of that. They weren't supportive of the only, the only fact that they didn't want me to move. I mean, they're my parents. They don't want their kid to move 1,500 miles away. Yeah. You know. All right. Now, let me ask you. So how did you get from – and it wasn't a scary transition going from Boston because – a little further along, you were doing very well in Boston in the culinary. I was doing very, very well, very well. Well respected and and had won. Yeah, some had a couple come of accolades. On, brag on yourself a little bit. Yeah, you work with Stephen Sherman, right? And yeah. won a bunch of awards in Boston. Tell us about that. Yeah, we. Uh, Steve Sherman at Union Bar and Grill. Um, he really is still my chef. He's the only person I still really consider my chef to this day. He taught me pretty much everything. I worked with him for eight years. Um. I started for him for a line cook. I, I took a demotion uh, to actually get the job to work for him. Uh, but I took it, and he really took me under my under his wing and taught me everything. And we won, you know, a couple best of Boston awards for American restaurant, a couple a couple for um, best brunch, a couple for general excellence, just restaurants in general. We really, really worked hard. I worked a lot of hours, a lot of hours, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that job. But, I mean, the man is my, he's one of my best friends. Um, but it was definitely a friendship and, and everything learned in fire, you know. Now, uh, what would be uh, non-restaurant, like, as a mentor, did he, were there things about life that he... Yeah, when I was moving, when I was trying to make the decision to move down here, um, he's the, the only person I actually talked to about it. I pulled him aside and I was like, look, I have this huge decision um, and I need you to help me make it. I was like, I, I don't know what to do. 
But I know he had like in his career he had moved he lived and trained at Arzac in Spain, um, Fernando Adria. Like he trained in some of these incredible world-renowned Michelin star chefs, um, and he traveled all over the world and done it with his wife. So I was like, well, what do you, what do you think? Like this is what I'm trying to do. Like I'm thinking about moving. But, like, I know right now, like, we're, he and I were in the restaurant we were at. We were trying to rescue this restaurant. I was like, I don't want to screw you and leave you. And he was like, do you know what? You got to do it. Um, it's going to be great for you. You're going to come out of there, and it's, your career is going to be unstoppable. So just go do it. Don't worry about it. Like, it's, get out of here. And Lovely. Yeah, he was the first person I invited to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> He's the first person. Has he come down and visited you since you've been here? Uh, he's got a couple small kids, so yeah. he, he has probably hard had, to get away. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get away. So he came down for the wedding because we got married here. All right, uh, at St. Louis. So he was here for the wedding. You got, you got married in St. Louis Cathedral. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's like a three-year wait, isn't it? How'd you do that? My wife's father was a first responder after Katrina, so we kind of got skipped. Ah. <laughs> All right. We got we got bumped up on the list on that. He was one of the first people at St. Louis to, to help them out. So Nice. Yeah. And so what has your experience been like? How did you hook up with Salou? <laughs> That's a funny story. Um, I, when, after the wedding, I decided I was taking a month off. So we moved down here. I take a month off. Um, and when I started job hunting, I found it was really difficult because a lot of New Orleans restaurants don't hire people from outside of New Orleans. Um, so I was having a bit of a hard time, and my wife's cousin happens to be a regular here and knows the owners. And so he was like, oh, well, Salou is looking for, is hiring people, you know? So she was like, all right. So she tells me about it. I'm like, all right. I checked the place out on the, on the internet. Looked look, like a cool restaurant. I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. So I came down. I met the owner. I interviewed. And the owner thought I was coming down to interview for, like, a, a line cook position. Huh. And I show up in a full suit with a, my resume and, you know, and he was like, what? You're not a line cook. I was like, oh, no, I was told this is a chef position. He was like, we were told you were coming down for a line cook. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And so he calls my cousin up. Well, my, my wife's got his name. He's like, you're an idiot. And he's like, you showed, you brought me a chef. You didn't bring me a line cook. This guy is like a full-blown accoladed chef that you told me was coming in for a line cook interview. Um, so it was really funny. And we interviewed, and we went through a couple of interviews, and I, I did a stage. Um, did, they, did they already have a chef then? They, they were had looking one for that a chef. They, they had were, one, right? They had one they were, that they were about to hire. Oh. It happened to be an intern, but they had a chef they were about to hire. So, so he hates your guts. Yeah, who, whomever. <laughs> who, Have we had him on our show? Who's that? Whomever <laughs> he is, I apologize. Uh, he probably doesn't like me. Um, but yeah, they it, and then they ended up picking me instead, and it's it's been great ever since. We've been doing nothing well, but making like progress. Well, it sounds like it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been amazing so far. And um, how open? How, I, I'm kind of ignorant, so you have to help me. When you come in as an ex executive chef, even though you're you're coming in, how uh, willing is the environment to just do what? I mean, what, I mean, what does that look like? Do you that that that's wait that's, that's and, like, and introduce? That's going to be different between every single restaurant, okay. every restaurant, every atmosphere. Because when you go in, you really have to read everybody. You have to read, like, what's the front of the house like? What are the, the servers like? What's the general manager like? What are the line cooks like is a big thing. Like, are they are they willing to learn? Are they set in their ways? Like, what kind of guys are they? Because, uh, I mean, your line cooks become your family. You're here, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. All you spend is your time with your cooks. And so you have to have those relationships with them. Um, so that was really all I focused on when I first took the job was, well, let's set the front of the house aside, you know, and, and let me just come in here and, and read, read the cooks and read the sous chef because the sous chef was, wasn't going anywhere. He was here. He was a, a staple of the restaurant and he was amazing. 
uh, and we're still really good friends to this day, as a matter of fact. But he's not here anymore? No, he moved to Seattle. He oh. got a, a really great job offer um, running the Seattle Manor's uh, stadium kitchen. Um, right. So he left, but it, the, the, the Cooks was my priority in getting to know them. Hmm. Well, it looks like your plus one is here, and we recognize him. He's uh, been a guest on our show before. Welcome back, Glad Chef uh, Richard Papier. Right here, guys. Yeah, of Aranya. Yes, sir. All right. Well, welcome. So good to have you. So um, will you share with us uh, why you brought uh, Chef Papier and uh, why you think he's such a debonair, fantastic (laughs) guy? Well, when oh, I'm I, sorry, I'm projecting. When sorry. I uh, you didn't say anything about that. <laughs> lie, lie, tell them all lies. When <laughs> I when I started here, Rich was Rich was actually working here, um, and and I he was working as a sous chef, but but I I, I kind of knew of him, and and I knew of his history, so I I never treated him as a sous chef. I always treated him as as a peer. Oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> because he he's above that station, you know. In my opinion, he always has been. So he worked here for a while um, until we got, uh, as, as a company, until we got Aranya off the ground. You know, that's what he was doing. It was like we were trying to make so sure. he's part of the same group. Started the is same that company. the Three of a Kind? Yes, uh, Three of okay. a Kind restaurant group. Is, are there other restaurants in that group besides we, uh, the two? Yeah, they also own Biblos. Um, they own uh, uh, Burger Barn in Atlanta. Uh, Zaya, which is on a couple college campuses. They have, they have nine total uh, restaurants that, that they own and operate. But the three in New Orleans then? Biblos, Salou, and there Aranya? Is, technically there's four because there's two Biblos. There's a Biblos at Lakeside and one at Tulane. Oh, there's one in the mall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the market. And the Biblos yeah, market. The but that's awesome. Mattery. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that doesn't count because it's uh, well, Mattery? It uh, doesn't count as New Orleans. It's Mattery. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's how the mall is. Too. <laughs> I only know about that because of the Apple store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, otherwise I'd never go. <laughs> <Yeah>. Come on now. <laughs> Biblos is very good, though. I enjoy the one on Magazine Street. Yeah. Um, so, Rich, you know, we, we kind of kept Rich on as a sous chef here because we didn't want to lose him. Pretty much. It was like, well, we'll, we'll take so you on. made a whole restaurant just for him? Yeah. Is that what it was? I'm that good. <laughs> his, his Mexican food really is that good. It really is yeah. the most authentic Amazing, man. I've been to Mexico several times. and We're very, very big Aranya fans on the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's I, I went uh, and loved it. I'm glad loved you liked it. it. Great. Um, so, Chef ha- Richard, sorry. Um, <laughs> if I say that, y'all are <laughs> like, we're both going to do it. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you were working here before you worked you open Aranya. Open Aranya the, right? the whole reason why I came over here was basically we were getting ready to do Aranya. Oh, and you knew it was yeah, all yeah, in the works. It was all okay. in the works. And, uh, you know, in order to keep me on the payroll and also make it you know, beneficial to me, I came in and just kind of, you know, hung out, helped out until, you know, they found a chef. And uh, so we found, you know, Dustin, which was a perfect fit for us. He's done a great job for this restaurant, too. Um and, you know, we were going to do it in another location. That didn't work out in the beginning. And then we moved into the old uh, Bibelos location, which is perfect because it's, it's, it's very, you know, intimate and small. And, and it just it feels right. So, I'm, you know, it was a good thing we waited a little while in, in order to do that one. And y'all kind of have, it's nice because you can feel it, that there's a camaraderie. And so, the, the oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, lots of respect. Even outside of work, Rich and I are really good friends. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, which helps a lot because. And do y'all's? In, I mean, the employees and stuff. Do y'all we, share the same culture? Like we don't. Uh, we don't anymore. When it was Beebles over there, there was there was a lot of that. Um, but when Aranya opened, I think Rich and I both kind of discouraged it. Yeah, because it. It, it caused a lot of tension okay. between the two restaurants, you know, as to what cook was going to work at what restaurant, 
on what day when it was busy. Well, I need them. Well, now I need them. Well, I need them. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's also, it's very different. Very different styles too, right? I mean, Iran is like very, very authentic Mexican, right? And prides itself on that. And then Biblos is Middle Eastern and. How would you characterize Salou, by the way? We're a bistro. You know, we're a European bistro. Okay. You know, that's what we are. We're comfort food. We're simple ingredients. But you're not the uh, Mexican and you're not the, uh, you're no. not the uh, no. Middle Eastern. We're yeah. simple ingredients from local farms, just cooked right. That's what we are. So will you talk a little bit about um, the menu? I mean, I've eaten here and it's delicious. Yeah. But yeah. some of the things that are exciting to you and that... Maybe um, some ways it's evolving, too, like some of the sort of newer things that are happening yeah i mean we like we have 10 different types of mussels we have 10 different types of flatbreads which are awesome and they're on a happy hour and we sell tons and tons and tons of them but then also we have we've right now we have 18 different small plates um you know oysters pork belly bacon wrap jumbo shrimp um you know, and we've all, we've patatas bravas and a lot of vegetarian stuff. But our entrees are great bistro food. We have a half roasted chicken that is one of the best half roasted chickens you'll ever have in your life. I stand by that. I'll stand by that too. It's one of my favorite dishes here. Huh. Um, you know, we do whole grilled fish that we've been doing. I've been doing it for a year and a half. Whole grilled fish. I just think it's the greatest meal you can have. I think. A whole grilled fish, and we, it's so simple. It's stuffed with parsley, lemon, thyme. It's with roasted potatoes, haricot vert, and a simple red wine vinaigrette. There's, it sounds stupid simple, but if you don't cook it right, it's horrible. Yeah. You know, but a whole grilled fish is. And it looks beautiful. I mean, I great. have not tried it, but I've seen it on but another table, and it looks gorgeous. Grilling and, and roasting whole fish for centuries. And there's a reason, and there's a reason it's still popular today because it's so freaking good. <laughs> Just like <laughs> shut up, cut it, take it off the bone, put it in your face. It's awesome. <laughs> it's just it's so. Did good. you say what kind of fish it was? I heard all the we, ingredients. Well, we do bronzino. Okay. We do bronzino. Um, yeah. It's just it's a Mediterranean sea bass, medium chunk, just enough you know tang on it, but it's super fresh. You know we get them in day boat. It's, it's awesome. And right now I'm actually rewriting the menu. And I'm, I'm kind of going to a, 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 a little bit of a higher step with it. You know, um, we're doing, we're going to be doing a whole fried fish instead of a whole grilled fish, you know, with some curry on it, which is a, a Thai curry, not a powdered curry, actual real Thai curry. You know, we're doing um, pork belly with a celery root puree and a milk stout ragu that i'm really excited about and that is just incredible people are gonna love it um we're i'm trying to do i'm testing out a leg of lamb roast with leg uh, lamb roast leg of lamb roast that doesn't sound like a small plate It'll, it's gonna <laughs> actually be a small plate oh, really? believe it or not it's gonna be a leg of lamb roast with um honey roasted butternut squash chevra uh, papitas crispy kale and a pear sauce that is just wow. It's it's when you get the whole thing, it's pretty awesome. So we're, I'm still playing with it, still tweaking. You know, a menu write write is always months. Right. Well, that leads me to my next question, and I'll ask you as well, Chef Richard. Um, how when when your uh, when your food is when you get going and it's evolving, like you're you're doing mm-hmm. a new menu. How what does that look like? Like like what does that look like at Aranya? I mean, do you try it out with the people in your kitchen you know do, do people do you experiment with it and see what what does that look like for, for me what happens is i'm hungry i'm tired of eating the food that i see every day seven yeah. days a week and i'm like wow i want something else to eat and i, I look around the kitchen uh and it's funny you said there's one dish that we're getting ready to put on our new menu that evolved it's called puck chuck which is a mayan dish Huh. And uh, we have we have this beautiful smoker we bought huh. in the, when we got the restaurants. So I was trying to emulate you know wood fired food, and of course we don't have the space in order to do the a wood fired grill or wood fired oven. So I used my smoker and uh, I smoked some pork loins, and I cold smoked it and pounded it out. And I was like, you know what, we go really good with this. I'll pickle some vegetables, and I had some pickled onions and some other pickled things in the restaurant, and I put that together. Uh, you know we have, we've always got poblanos. 
uh, for certain things. So I took that and made a sauce with that and wound up making this dish and went uh, eating it for lunch one day. And I'm sitting there, and, of course, all the staff is like, oh, wow, chef, what's that? It looks delicious. And, of course, me, you know, I'm, I'm a food nerd. You know, Dustin will tell you that. And I'm like, you got to eat this, and I'll force feed you food, whether you want it or not. <laughs> you taste this. And uh, that's how my menu items evolved. Eating like, well, wow, this is good. You should put this on the menu. And that's that's how my my menus, you know. But I'm like Dustin. I get really excited about when you get this. It's like it's like it's like your child. And you're, yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, he's right. You get the grandpa, and you pull up the pictures of him. This is my, you know, it's my, my yeah. third grandson. <laughs> so when you, yeah. It's like you make something you know is amazing, and yeah. you're just like, oh, you have to eat this. You well, just, and you just shove it in everybody's face. Like, you have to try this. Like, try this. Now, any big family's got the one troubled kid, you know, <laughs> that doesn't really turn out like the rest of them. <laughs> Do you have any troubled meals that you have sentimental attachments to that you keep on the menu, but they're just not working, and everybody else is trying to tell you, and you're not listening because it's like your, your kid? Does that ever happen? Uh, yes, it yeah. does. I can tell you right now, my oyster dish is that way right now. Really? Which yeah. one? The, the broiled oyster? The broiled oyster? Is, is really? That's my troubled kid right now. Why is that a trouble? I love it. It's, I love it. You love it and nobody else does. But <laughs> it's 50-50. 50 percent of my customers love it and go gaga for it and come back and order a second one after they get the first one. Okay. 50% of them complain about it. It, it must be oysters. Complain. I have the same problem with my... Uh, my oyster cocktail, the, uh, yeah. the oyster ceviche. It's BP's fault. It's, yeah. it's, just, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Katrina. You. We blame Katrina for everything for like 10 years. We'll just blame <laughs> BP for <laughs> all the oyster <laughs> problems for the yeah. next next 10 years. Uh, maybe there's a grant for that. I can <laughs> fix that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, I mean, how much can you really, like 50% to me that, when do the numbers start becoming a problem? Because to me, you can't please everybody. And if 50% of the people love it, what? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, how, I, I, I don't know how, how Rich does it. I know how I do it is right now on this menu change, I take a, uh, a four-month sample of what's selling and what's not selling, what's complaining about and what's not. And the bottom 10%. So you track all that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we track. We track a database somewhere? Yeah, we track everything. So if I come in here and make some crazy-ass complaint about something, it's going to make it into a database. Yeah, we'll know about it. Do you keep my name, too? Yeah, we'll keep it. Because then there's a way to flag it and go, like, that doesn't count because Kanata complains every time he comes. (laughs) He's just a complainer. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we do our best to track everything in a restaurant. Really? Yeah, because it helps us serve you better. the NSA of restaurants. Okay. Because if you come in and you love everything... But we want to know. So next time you come in, maybe we already know you're coming. We know what your favorite drink is, and we have it sitting on the table waiting for you. Really? That happens? That's that's our goal. You know, We know like every time you come in, huh. you order uh, Old World Sazerac, and you get the bacon-wrapped prawns, and your wife always gets So when the, I make a uh, reservation, that's when it does it, when you type it in. It's not if I walk off and off the street. Right. It's, if, it, I, if I call in a reservation if you do it like through open and I table use the or same whatnot, name that I, okay. It'll pop up. We can put it in so it pops up. And so, you know, we've, if it's a special occasion, we can, well, we'll just have all that on the table waiting for you when you sit down. You ever make a mistake? Like there's two Ray Canadas running around the city or whatever, and then... <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? I don't want bourbon. Get this out of here. What are you doing? Half of, half of working in restaurants is covering up mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and making it's sure I mean, nobody knows about it. You're screwed if your name's John uh, Bourgeois or something, right? Because right? there's like 4,000 of those in town, right? It sounds very, you know, computer and cutting edge. But, to, but also, to me, it just sounds like personal care. It's just another way to keep track of your clients so that people feel special when they come back in. Well, that's I mean, why they call it hospitality, you know? Yeah. I mean, hotels do the same thing. Yeah. I, I think we're, as, as a company, we're also very good about taking care of our guests. Even if it's not in the computer, uh, the GM will alert the chef, or the chef will alert the GM or the server. They, let, they always let you know who's in the restaurant at that point in time. It's like, well, hey, you know, let's make this better than the last time they were here. Uh, you know, you always want them to enjoy themselves and walk away with a good feeling about it. Mm. You know, it's family. It's New Orleans. It, we, it's more than just dining in the city. It's dining and being entertained and being filled like you're accepted. You want to want to be at that at that place. Huh, so you're making a point here I hadn't thought of before, and I've heard this before from a couple other restaurants about doing this. But like, actually, it, it probably improves your restaurant experience a little bit if you call it in 100%. before instead of just walking in off the street. Oh yeah. 100%. Like like right now, this place is you know it's pretty full, but there's there's eight or ten empty tables. So if I was walking by. 
I could just walk in and get a table. But it probably do me well to like walk a block, you know, just stand out in front and call it in first, <laughs> a reservation, and then walk in because now I'm going to be in your database but and you you're going to make. But you on the database once you come in, too. Like yeah, I mean, we can put oh, okay. you in at the host stand. You can go and see the hostess, and she'll put you in the database. Yeah, but you got to ask for that or something. That seems a little goofy. Exactly. Yeah, it, you, know, it, you know, it is much easier to do it, like you were saying, like you know. But if I call it in, it's going to happen call, automatically. Call put, or go online. I mean, who isn't connected right. to the internet? That's what I'm okay. doing for now. You know, OpenTable.com is a great resource, all right. and they give you, you all you, sorts of dining. So I feel points. it's unnatural. I feel like it's confining. What happens if I change my mind last minute? But you know what? I'm doing that from now on. You ch- you converted me. Yeah, it's happening. It, it's doing starting tonight. The more restaurants know you and are accustomed to you as a person, right? The more they will start accommodating your needs before you even know that you need something. Huh. It's like going but to your I, favorite bar. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, like like you were saying, that you get treated very well in pl- in restaurants in New Orleans traditionally, whether yeah. you, right. you call ahead or right. not. That's I mean, true. That's the hospitality the in this city is is unlike yeah. unlike every other. But in I the guess what they're saying the is it's taking like the desire. The well, here's the thing: you can't treat people. I'm sorry for interrupting. You can't treat people well if um, if you don't care about them. If you don't care about what you do, right? New Orleans has that already, and this is just a way to make it a little more informed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sort of like my wife giving me a Christmas list. I want to get her a good present, but I, you know, she helps me out a little. It's like you know, helping them help you. Right. Yeah, there we go. It's a nice way to think of technology because I don't think people think of it in those terms. I mean, a diner does not, you know, we only hear about Yelp or I don't know. Don't so, get me started on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how's Yelp figure into that? Do you guys monitor that, I'm sure? You have to. Unfortunately, salt, I'm sure. Unfortunately, you yeah. have to um, because it is people's opinions as skewed and as biased as it may be right it's i guess t- is the polite way i can say it it's tough people will comment on a bad experience faster than they will yeah. do on a, on a good experience. yeah if you people come into your restaurant and have a bad experience they'll tell 10 people if they they'll come in and people. have a good experience they'll tell two you people. ever catch a competitor somehow like or somebody you knew was a competitor that wrote it just slamming you for no reason uh, not so much that maybe it's people who worked with competitors I've yeah seen that it's before. that's what you'll run into but rich it, is right it's yeah and and, and you just gotta blow it off i mean i get to the point where i've just I've stopped reading Yelp, uh, especially in the beginning. I mean, and now, you know, I've been informed that all of our Yelp reviews are, are fantastic. And I decided to stop reading because it's, it's a grain of salt. Um, it, it's, it's, it's like movie critics. You know, it, you can't always trust all oh, this movie sucked. And, you know, it wins all these awards. It's one person's opinion. Right. Yeah. You know, I tell people, go try it yourself. You don't like it, then right. make your own informed decision. Other than that, you know, you're, you're putting your trust to someone you don't know. Right. And to me, someone that won't go somewhere because they read some extreme thing on, online, that's not really someone that's going out to eat and enjoy a meal anyway. They're, they're more into something else. Maybe I mean, I, mean, I yeah, they're just not happy in general. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there was a restaurant in, I, I think it's California, if I remember right, um, Italian restaurant, and they gave 15% off. To anybody that gave them a horrible Yelp review. <laughs> Wait, twenty percent off to anyone who gave them a horrible review? Yep. I think he said fifteen. It was kind of oh. it was kind of the restaurant's way to say F you to Yelp. Cause people would just give w- them a one star Yelp review and then write this amazing review. Huh. And they'd be like, oh, twenty percent off. Cause they were just so sick of being criticized by these people on Yelp that don't actually know what they were talking about. You know, and, and all the backlash of it. So they're like, fine. Anybody that comes in, you get 20% off. If you, and it was a big, it was a nationwide story. Huh. Um, I know it was at least in the restaurant community because we were all just That's like, an interesting way to handle it. We all were championing them, wishing that we could do the same thing. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it, it, it's almost like business suicide to do it. Yeah. Because Yelp is so big and... I did like 700 Urban Spoon reviews back in like 2009 to 2010, you know, yep. I was eating at every restaurant. Right. And, I went, and, and only about one-eighth of them were negative. And then I went back and I tried to erase all the negative ones. And I right. erased about 80% of them just because I was like, I'd rather just say positive things about the 600 restaurants I liked 
than hey. say negative things about the hundred that you I know, did. It's you know, it's like how would you feel if I showed up at your work? Because everybody can have and a bad day. everything you did, not <laughs> right. knowing a clue about your job. Right. I don't have a clue what you do, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to critique you <laughs> on your job. It's really not very fair. Right. Everybody can have a bad day. All right. Day. Speaking yeah. of unfair, this yeah. is the part of the show where we go to off the menu and we ask you a question that you would not be asked at any reputable job interview or, you know, any or any normal person would probably ask you. All right. And um, so, Chef Dustin, my question is for you. And this comes from my eight year old. Okay. okay. So it's highly intellectual. And uh, so what he asked me, what I'm going to ask you is, what would you rather? He said a happy, a happy life that you have amnesia about <laughs> or a what? unhappy life. Wait, what was it? Yeah, that's it. I think you got it. Maybe you can remember it all. Now, it was a happy life in amnesia I don't, and an like unhappy that, I life. Yeah, but I just told it to you. And, you, and yeah, now I'm, I'm confused. I'm and an unhappy... <laughs> Come on, Ray. <laughs> it's your question. I'm not going to do it. I don't know. Yeah, how about... I don't know. Which would be worse? Wait, um, okay, unhappy life. Yo, an unhappy no, life, but you don't remember it, but a happy... No, if you're happy life, you do remember it. It was an unhappy life. Yeah, yeah, an right. unhappy life with amnesia. You gotta, you gotta write these down. Shit. You gotta write these down, Margo. Like an unhappy life that you don't remember, or uh, I see Chris sorry, a happy life that you section. don't remember, or unhappy life that you do remember. Something like that. Now, crap. It it's not, it's not an unhappy life, uh, an unhappy wife, an unhappy life. Is that? that <laughs> I hope he wasn't asking me about that. There was a movie about this once, I think. No. Uh, would you? Ra- okay, let's just pick one. <laughs> would you remember. rather an unhappy life that you? Uh, no, it's unhappy. You could, can remember is how Julian said it, and a happy life that you can't remember, because then you have happy things, but you don't remember them. Exactly, that right. was it. All right. Or you have miserable things, but you can remember them. It, at the end of my life, I would rather have a happy life and not remember it than an unhappy life and remember it, without a doubt. Okay. It's no question. All right. Well, that was my See, answer too. So, uh, really? Oh yeah, without a doubt. You you want to have an unhappy life? Yes, I have an unhappy life, and I, and I also have <laughs> and I also have like a photographic memory. So it's, except for like the Julian's quotes. So um, yeah, so it's like I yeah, that's my life. I think I'd rather have that than be senile. Well, I'll find out when I get older. Maybe I'll be happy when I'm senile. But if you have a happy life and you don't remember it, you have people in your life that experience it with you, and they carry on the memory of yeah, your I happy life. Yeah, I guess that's life. true. I don't know. I'm big on memory, and I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, all right. Well, okay. Um, I told you it was unfortunate yeah. part of the show. All right, Chef Papier. All right, did I, what, did I ask? What did I ask you last time you were on the show? Was it me or Margot that asked you the plus one question? Ooh, uh, I think it was you. What did I ask you? Do you remember? I have no clue. All right, I'm going I'm to ask you one I just of thought that, of. It's part of, part of the happy life, not remembering. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's 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 what it was. All right, when I was in seventh grade. I used to play a couple games when I laid in my bed and couldn't sleep all night. Um, one of them we won't talk about because it's X-rated. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I was about to say, are the kids listening to the show? Yeah, this is, a, this is a family show. But the other one was I used to think about being stuck in a desert island, right? And I'd picture like a, a crate as big as my bed, and I was allowed to just bring one item in, uh, of the same type in that crate. Like it would be a whole crate of nails or a whole crate of rope or a whole crate of lobsters or whatever, you know? So, like, all right, you're in the desert island. What food item would you bring? You got one crate full that you can bring with you to the desert island. You'd be stuck there the rest of your life. What's it going to be? Oh, man. This is sad. Heath bars. Heath bars. <laughs> wow, <laughs> really? Oh, man. So the, the, A whole the crate sa- of Heath bars? Salty and sweet, man. I, I, I get this craving. Not, nothing in this world's better to me than getting uh, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, let's, screw this. Let's do this. Ben and Jerry's Coffee Buzz Buzz ice cream, which is We'll pretend there's a refrigerator on the side. Which is like crack. There you go. Which is like crack. It's basically coffee ice cream with Heath Bar Crunch in it. Oh, that sounds great. The most perfect thing in the whole world. Hands down. Boom. I'm done. Done. All right. That's a good resolute answer. Now, have you ever been inspired to do something, like encrust something with Heath Bar or... I mean, they don't have Heath bars in Mexico, do they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, well, uh, they've, they've got brittle, you know. Isn't chocolate <laughs> Mayan? 
Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's as. Yeah, I think I got a great idea for dessert. Maybe we'll do uh, some kind of like um, pumpkin seed brittle covered with Mexican chocolate. That's a great idea. You would help. You're helping me inventing desserts right now. Got to call it the Margo. There you go. Call it the Margo. We'll call the Margolita. The Margolita. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of chocolate, the 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 chicken dish. Chicken amole. Chicken amole. Mm -hmm. Is there chocolate in that? Oh yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. There is. It's delicious. Thank you. Can you do? This is an honest question. Can you do a mole without chocolate? Yeah, there's there's tons of moles without chocolate. There's a mole rojo. Uh, which is red mole. There's yellow mole. There's no chocolate in that. No kidding. I didn't it's, know that. Um, generally, it's... The uh, moles I've ever had have always been chocolate. Yeah, because generally people do. They either do Oaxaca or Puebla style of mole. And Puebla has more poblanos in it. Uh, the mole we do is kind of a uh, cross between Puebla and Oaxaca. No, I've uh, been to Puebla, too. Yeah. And the uh, poblanos are the best thing that that, that, that country has right there. It's in the city of Puebla. It's like, it's like crawfishes to us. Poblanos are to Puebla. First time I was in Puebla was the first time I had cow tongue. It was amazing. Uh, now, uh, now, now, Chef Papier, now you're obviously a uh, a scholar of uh, of Mexican cuisine. You you, you have a encyclopedic knowledge of it, but your uh, your backgrounds where you're like French and Jewish, aren't you? And, and you're from Swedish New Orleans, and, and yeah, yeah, Russian, you're not uh, <laughs> you're not Mexican at all, right? No, 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 no. Okay, no, so how'd you learn this? Where'd you did you spend some time in Mexico, didn't you? Uh, no, the, I uh, there's a place called Taqueros Coyocan. Guillermo Peters was the uh, the chef. And I went to go work with him. It was the only Mexican restaurant in the city. Right. And he was he was my mentor. Yeah, he's kind of and an erratic genius, wasn't he? Yes, he is. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 he kind of treated me like a son. Uh, he was kind of like the soup Nazi, but we called him the taco Nazi. Yeah, he, yeah. he enjoys being called that. And, uh, Good, okay. And I just keep getting him. You know, my, my, my other half, she's Mexican. I uh, kept finding myself in a point in my life with Katrina where I was in groups of people of Mexican descent and while talking to their grandmother or their grandfather and just soaking up as much knowledge as possible. All right. So how long did you work for him? Oh, several years. Uh, we started off in Kenner, moved on to St. Charles, the old uh, town and country building, which is now the Irish House. Right. Uh, I remember it there, yeah. Did, did for a while um, and just uh, really, really got into it, man. Uh, this is, I think every chef has a cuisine they, they, they take to. I mean, uh, I'm sure you... You, what, what, what is your favorite cuisine, Dustin, that you take the most? Um, I, pr I prefer to go American uh -huh. because then you can pretty much encompass everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? It's kind of cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> kind of is cheating. Uh, Sounds no, like you're I, a fish I'm, guy, I'm, though, too, huh? I'm very old. I'm very old school European uh, mm -hmm. in, in my cooking. Um, it's just what I've always loved. I'm, I mean, I'm, people call me an old soul. I'm, I'm very... Black pants, white coat. You know, if I could, I'd wear a toque all the time. A toga? Toque. It's the, oh, the oh. chef hat. <laughs> yeah. you know? oh. um, toga uh, sounds like more fun. <laughs> yeah, toga does. Sound, I'm like, what but are you I, doing I, a toga? I'm very old school. I'm very, I'm, I'm very much like yes chef, no chef. So I, that's huh. kind of what I, I really put my heart into when I was training. So was now, what about about eating now? Because it sounds like you're eating Heath bars all the time when you're uh, <laughs> when you're not uh, when you're not cooking fantastic Mexican food. But like, do you guys have a favorite place to eat in uh, New Orleans that's not part of your uh, three of a kind family? I can I can tell you. For me, I eat uh, Parkway Po' Boys at least twice a week. I what's uh, your favorite one? Oh yeah, by hands down. Which one? though? No, I mean, which which Po' Boy? Oh, um, probably the hot sausage link is my favorite wow, one. Wow, okay. Not um, the most common answer. That's good. Yeah, it's probably my favorite one there. I eat, there once a, I eat Popeyes at least once a week. What? Can, uh, <laughs> how can you not eat Popeyes? <laughs> I mean, how can you just not? It's a chef thing. You always eat, you know, garbage. I mean, I do a Wendy's chicken yeah. sandwich at least once yeah, a week. See, <laughs> Wendy's chicken sandwich. There, there you go. Come on, you guys are killing me. It's so go. disillusioning. You don't have to cook it. It's quick and fast. The lady at McDonald's yelled at me when I worked at Emeralds, going, "Baby, why are you eating this crap? You can be having lobster steak all the time." <laughs> this is like the Pope she telling me that he like you. reads his horoscope every morning or something. Like, this is yeah. not. This is too much. No, uh, restaurant-wise, I, I love, love, love Bacchanal. It was a special oh, we love that for place, that restaurant. Yeah. The food is awesome. I, I love the cheese. That you get to pick your own cheese board. Uh, you get to pick your own wine. That that there's just something really special. What they're doing there, they're hitting all the right notes at Bacchanal. Yeah, they're, such a great uh, atmosphere there they're, too. They're, yeah, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it really right. They're doing really well right there. Cool. Um, I love the I love the entire Donald Link chain. Oh yeah, 
anything Donald puts his hands on is no gold. pun intended. You know, Donald and yeah, chain. it's <laughs> Koshan, Butcher, Pesh. Nice. I mean, it's just. All right, How about I some more from you, Chef? Uh, Wait. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. He, he only, we, we teased him about the Heath bar. He got the Wendy's chicken yeah. sandwich out, and then we. I'm gonna go with him, Donald Link. Uh, uh, All right. Not, not only because I, I worked yeah, at Richie's Herb Saint. Yeah, Richie, you worked with him. Uh, but Donald's have been great. I mean, my, one of my favorite dishes of Koshan is that uh, rabbit and dumplings he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of that. Um, I, I have to go to Stein's at least once a week. Yeah. And, uh, How could I forget? Just Stein's. talking about Stein's to my wife yeah, today. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I, if I don't get my Reuben, I'll die. Wow. Uh, St. James Cheese Company. I'm, oh, I'm, I love I'm that like, place. I'm like Dustin, love, I'm love, 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 Maple, Maple Street Patisserie down the street now. Yes. Is you want a good sandwich? Yeah. Great sandwich. Holy crap! Very, very good. Yeah. The, the um, the uh, uh, uh the corned beef. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> their root. Oh. Yeah. Ruben's good too. Yeah, it's great. The bagels is probably the best place to get a bagel in town too. Huh. I is that, that on Ferret? No, it's no, right here uh, it's down block, the corner. Two blocks on down. On 9th Street. Oh, it used to be Arts. Arts and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't been. Maple Street. It's good. Oh, go yeah. go uh, get a sandwich. I, they, they have a bagel, and they call it the Rich because it's the same thing I order all the time. And I keep it nice and kosher by adding bacon to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Keep it in kosher. <laughs> hey, but I do put uh, 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 capers and red onion on it, though, so there you go. <laughs> That's, that neutralizes uh, the bacon in God's exactly, eyes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, I have so many more questions. I wanted to ask y'all about your significant others and really um, put y'all on the spot. But it, we're, we're coming to the end of the show. So I want to make sure that y'all both tell us about anything exciting coming up for the restaurants. Or, yeah, you I know, get some holiday menu, specials at Salou, yeah, like, don't you? Uh, yeah, we, uh, well, we have uh, this coming Saturday, we're doing our, our, another pig roast outside. So we'll have the pig roast outside in the Cajun microwave on Saturday. Uh, we'll do that. You know, there'll, be, there'll be one roasting, and I'll have one done and ready. You can walk by and grab a sandwich. You can come in the restaurant and grab a sandwich. Uh, and then for New Year's, we're doing we're doing four different specials. We're doing a, a lobster chowder. We're doing a scallop appetizer, uh, foie gras, bread and butter. Mm. And then we're doing a full rack of lamb uh, for dinner right. for, for New so Year's. So this is kind of a Revion thing for Christmas, or just no, uh, you're not calling it that? No, we don't do that. It's okay. just... Um, they're doing it for New Year's, just kind of going a little more upscale so people can come in, like they can be all fancy and all right. enjoy the enjoy the night. Wonderful. Right. And how? Uh, tell every tell our listeners uh, the website or how to make reservations for New Year's. Or uh, the best way to make a reservation is honestly go to Open Table. Just look us up, Salu. Um, Salu, check us out on, on Facebook or on Twitter. S A L U. S-A-L-U. And what hours are you open? Uh, we are open from 11.30 to 10 o'clock, Monday through Thursday. And from 11.30 till 11 o'clock on Friday and Saturday. And Sundays we do brunch from 11 to 3. And then we reopen for dinner at 4. And right. Sunday brunch here is... Um, no joke. Get here early because the line's going to be around the corner every single week. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. All right. And uh, How Chef about you? Papier, you have uh, anything you want to? Yeah, we got some stuff that we're working on right now. Uh, the beginning of the year, we're going to start our brunch. Uh, you know, huevos rancheros. We're going to have that to- tostada tingo with poached egg on top of it. Oh, man. Uh, we're working on shrimp flautos uh, with egg with a uh, cascabel uh, corn sauce on that. Uh, we're going to start doing sin nights. Uh, sin nights? Service and industry nights. Uh. For those in the business, going to stay up a little bit later. Um, we, two are going to be doing a roast. But we're going to be doing a goat roast with a spit. Ghost uh, goat roast goat on a roast spit. Yeah, can, you, can you see the goat? Can I watch yeah, the? Yeah, you can see the goat. Wow! It's been successful at uh, Salou that we've uh, decided to uh, take a step in their direction and try that. Uh, we've got that coming up. Um, of course, we always have our happy hour every, uh, Monday through Friday, just half off tacos, half off drinks. I mean, it's you, you can't beat it. That's an insane it's, deal. It's, That's yeah, so great. Yeah, and Salou's got their happy hours, which is just as good too. Um, and uh, that's oh we've got the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, it's called Crazy February 
which is basically the last five days in the Mayan cal- calendar, I guess it's when you get to do whatever the hell you want, kind of like the Amish before they go ahead and commit to their thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Go out, drink. Is it every February you do that? Um, or is it this one? Is this the end of the, this, this, is this the, the end of time now well, or whatever? Well, the, the calendar already passed. Yeah, yeah that was, was last year, I thought. Okay. Two years ago we did It was a couple that. years ago. Yeah. yeah, two years ago. We did, yeah. a, we did a big thing here for it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, this did. awesome menu for it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. My girlfriend's got a Mayan calendar on her back, and I was like, this is no good anymore. I can't play in my day anymore. You're back. <laughs> you know, I've got to wait for like you know like three thousand more years before these. Equals That's commitment. Up. Your your girlfriend got the Mayan calendar tattooed on her back when you got the job at Aranya, or no? No, before that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like if you go, so if you so you get if you are uh, at Wendy's Corporation next, she's gonna get like Wendy on her chest or something. Is that <laughs> that like? would be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired from Wendy's for putting uh, the W's on the uh, the McGriddles. They thought I was doing McGriddles. Never mind. <laughs> That's another show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, contact information for Rania? Uh, 3242 Magazine, uh, right next to the Bulldog, seven days a week. Uh, we are open from uh, 11 to 10 weekdays. At weekends, we are open from uh, 11 to 11. All right. Great tequila bar, too. Yes. Oh, yes. I, d- I tried that, that f- the flight. Yeah, the flight. Oh. Was, and I don't, I don't, dr- I haven't. Tasted tequila oh. in 20 years. We are we, we are doing a tequila club also too, so we can bring in special tequilas, uh, like a little passport. So every time you come in, you try another tequila. What happens when you get them all? You try them all. We're, we're talking about that. Huh? You die? No, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Y'all keep track of the ones you've tried, like St. James yeah. does. Kinda they like keep track your cheese. You keep right. track. Yeah. That's brilliant. Like Bulldog would have they put I your name on a plaque exactly. if you get all 50 of their beers and so but forth. But I mean, yeah. just to be able to have a. a a record of what I try because I some some I liked more than others, but I right. can't remember what they're called after you know tasting seven different tequilas. So yeah. it's called blackout. You like if you remember your name after t- it's so it, you it's will keep th- a list thing where you can't remember the unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I thought y'all were going to give it's me all shit happy. about yeah, that. That's what that is. I can't even, I'm already starting the amnesia part, but uh, <laughs> but I know I'm having a good time tonight, Great. so that's right. important. Well, our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One with Chef Dustin Bryan of Salou and his Plus One with uh, Chef Richard Papier. Of, I, call, I want to call him Richard. That sounds so cool. <laughs> Richard with, uh, Juan Papier. With Papier, yeah. I'm, I'm going to call you Richard. We call it Juan Papel. There you go. <laughs> All right, Richard Papier. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> I won't tell you what we call him. What? <laughs> I said, I won't tell you what we call him. <laughs> the name for Richard. <laughs> Aranya, that's all you need to know, guys. Go to Aranya. And we can find out more about it by following the links on our site on itsneworleans.com. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you very much for having us. And thanks to Petite Pet Care for loving care when you're out eating at Salou or uh, doing a tequila flight. Contact PetitePetCare.com. And also a special thanks to uh, y'all at Salou and um, Greg for allowing us to interview you in your environment tonight. It's been yes. fantastic. We were, we were really happy to do it. We're really glad you guys were able to come in. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thanks, Good night. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer, now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.